Rewind with Oshin Langan. Murray gives it wide and Sexton says enough is enough. We will take our place in the quarterfinals. We will see what France have to offer next weekend to decide first and second place. They made it very, very tough for us. I think a few times we made it tough for ourselves as well and there's a few things that we need to take out of the game and, and try to improve upon. We were hopeful it was going to come down to this game and in the last round of the pool stages and hopefully we can produce now a big performance next weekend. Liverpool is not an easy job now. Getting back into the top four, forget talking about the title. And I think it needs someone with that energy and drive to get Liverpool back to where it wants to be. And I think Jürgen Klopp's that man. Still Alexis Sanchez! Oh, what a goal! Alexis Sanchez rifles it into the top corner. And Arsenal lead by three goals to nil. It was not our game plan, I can assure you. But... It uh, has happened and, and that's for me amazing and I don't know yet uh, the answer to that. This is the Rewind on News Talk reacting to a huge weekend and another one to come starting on Thursday night while Ireland faced Germany at the Aviva in our Euro 2016 qualifier. Also coming up, the build-up to Ireland versus France in the Rugby World Cup and we hear from the Bordgosh Energy under-21 hurler of the year Richie English from Limerick. First up though, it's rugby and Ireland's win over Italy. Before we get the analysis of former Leinster Toulouse and Ireland forward Aidan McCullen, let's hear from within the camp. Carried in now by Robbie Henshaw is a try for Keith Earls and Earls has scored again. Look, I mean, I suppose when you say about scoring tries, I suppose the big thing is you have to hold on to the ball to see what you can do with the ball in the first place. And I think early on in the game when we we did have the ball off off that line out, we produced a good break. Then when we, when we turned the ball over, we scored a try. Um, so for us, it's about having the ball. Uh, you know, I think at times we were inaccurate today with the ball in hand and turned it over to them and then put ourselves under pressure. Uh, we turned the ball over as well with, with penalties, which gave them access to our territory and puts you under pressure. So um, I think we're good when we have the ball. Um, we just need to be a little more accurate when we have it. Joe, what, what were the main areas of the Irish performance that you were concerned about? Um, we probably let them have too much ball back. We, we didn't have a lot of position early in the game. We got uh, we got a, a nice try. Um, again, it was from a line-out turnover. It, w- it was their throw, but um, Pete O'Mahony did a, a great job getting up and deflecting it, and, and we managed to score off that. And apart from that, we tended to give them back a lot of the ball that we got. Um, you know, I think I think the first clean line-out we got, uh, Johnny made a half break and got into the 22, and um, and we got three points from that. But it was it was pretty tif- difficult to break them down. I, I think I said earlier in the week um, they are difficult to break down, and um, and so it proved particularly when they're really up for it and uh, and coming off the line hard. Uh, at the same time, I, I felt we made it difficult for them to play at times. Um, you know, I think Paul led the led the defensive line really well, and at times there when we were loose with the ball we, and did, did give them opportunity and they created overlaps uh, I thought we scrambled pretty well and obviously Pete O'Mahony um, putting Josh Furno out in the, in, the, in the corner is a pretty good example of that Paul, there seemed some frustrations with, with Jerome Garcia's refereeing can you talk to us a bit about what that was? Um, there was some frustrations I suppose you know when they're not, when calls aren't going your way, you'll always you'll always get frustrated. Frustrated, you look back at them, and some of them you'll agree with, some of them you'll disagree with. Um, you know the scrum. You know we felt we were 
having to ask every scrum for the loose head to show to show a shoulder and it just gets frustrating every time when you have to ask it's um, you know you want to concentrate on your own job and not have to worry about what another team are doing um, I suppose the ruck as well is always a bone of contention you look at any ruck and there could be a penalty could go either way uh, we found it hard to get quick ruck ball and I think you know a lot of those problems we need to solve ourselves in the game and, and we need to prepare to solve them ourselves in terms of how we carry and how we present the ball and how we ruck for next week rather than having a look at the referee So that's the reaction from the management and some of the players following yesterday's 16-9 win over Italy at the Olympic Stadium If we beat France next week we will most likely avoid New Zealand in the quarter-finals Aidan McCullen, formerly of Leinster Toulouse and Ireland joins us Aidan just looking at some of the stats 57% possession for Ireland 62% territory 126 ball carries compared to Italy's 105 35 kicks from hand compared to Italy's 26 we had 4 line breaks Italy only had 1 we conceded 10 penalties they conceded 9 we won 5 scrums they won 4 we lost 1 scrum they lost none rooks won 109 for Ireland 82 for Italy 2 rooks lost for us 2 rooks lost for Italy uh, 10 line outs 1 for us 12 by Italy we didn't lose any of our line outs we made 80 tackles Italy made 126 and we missed 10 tackles they missed 20 now those are the stats but, but what did you take from the performance itself? Well the th- the thing about the performance was that there's always ebb and flow with with your performances you're always going to have a bad game and the bad game coming and you winning is a good result and uh, this was a bit more ebb than flow hopefully the flow will come next next game which is much more important and that's if you look, read between the lines of what coaches and players said after the game the the win was the absolute victory here that that was the the ultimate goal and Johnny Sexton kicking the ball out when they had time to play at the end said a lot. It was just take the win. Let's get off the pitch. Let's take the fact that there's no major injuries and get on to the next job. How much of our sluggish display was down to the fact that we hadn't played a Tier 1 nation in the World Cup yet? And, and while we did play against high-class opposition in our warm-up games, they were just that. They were warm-up games. And uh, the lesson, I guess, we can take from the warm-up games or the, 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 the knowledge we can take from it is that, look, England looked OK in the warm-ups. And they're already gone out. Exactly. And that's like these games are banana skin games. They're really dangerous games because players, if you think about the World Cup, if you think about this game in particular, Italy backs against the wall, everything to, everything to play for, nothing to lose. And you saw that in their tackling. You saw that the difference in the tackling, number seven for Italy, was personified the spirit of the Italians because he put his body on the line, everything as if it was the last game on he's ever going to play, and that that versus what Ireland had in mind because they did have one eye on on the French game, they did have one eye on what was coming next because they did they did uh, accept the banana skin in a way, and that happens. You, you know, they're 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 human. They the press is all around them. This, the feeling of everybody expecting them just to win this game easily was all around them, and and they took that they took that bait and they got out of jail. That's the that's the key message yeah. out of this. What did we do well? What did we do not so well? What did the Italians stop us from doing? Well, it, 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 it was the battle at the gain line. The battle at the gain line we didn't do well. We didn't we didn't particularly carry well. We didn't carry with conviction. If you look at some of the hits, the hit you know the hits you take are also defined by how well you carry the ball. It's not just about the defence. The Italian defence was a mac- was perfect in, in their, their line speed. 
every player coming up off the line. If you look at some instances, both sides of the rook, Italians coming up equal speed, despite the fact that the ball wasn't coming one side. They were just shutting down the Irish space. In, in stark contrast, the Irish weren't coming off the line like that, nor were they carrying like that. And they are things that you can improve because that's just a mentality. There was structurally, set piece, very good. We've seen that Irish line out immaculate. Paul O'Connell marshalling that very, very well. Ian Henderson carried quite well, but he was the only one. But those things, they're mental things that can be improved. They're not structural things. They're not They're not uh, set piece things. That that's, that's the key message here, that those things can easily be improved and, and we will improve them. Listening to George Hook on News Talk Breakfast this morning, he says, we're too narrow, we kick too much, we're not playing well enough. He singled out Sean O'Brien. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, Sean didn't play well. He, and, and that probably, you know, I said about the the Italian open side, Sean kind of personified the Irish uh, mentality in the day. Our, our attacking game wasn't great. We didn't carry well. We didn't con- carry with conviction. We didn't run at space with with the conviction that we usually do. And by that, I mean, we ran into people and the Italians mopped that up and absolutely soaked us up. Yes, they we... we we made more line breaks and, and they missed more tackles. But that's just because we had more possession. Yeah. But the th- the thing that we are missing is a bit of game play. So, you know, the type of, of plays we usually see where Johnny Sexton will hit a centre, take a loop, create space for somebody outside that. We're not seeing that in these games. But again, you said it, you're, you're only, you're defined sometimes by your opposition as well. And I know people will say you need to impose your own game. But sometimes when you're playing lesser oppositions and no disrespect to the teams we've played, you get dragged into the way they play because they don't defend in the orthodox ways that we're used to people defending and that can have a massive impact on the game. So this game will concentrate the mind for France next week. What will they look at and what can they exploit? And what what, what have we seen of France so far that we can exploit? Well, the, the, thing, the thing about the French is, uh, um, and, and people always come the, the French come good in World Cups. The reason the French come good in World Cups is in France, the master is the club. I remember in Toulouse when the, the players and the majority of them were playing for the French team. When they'd go off to French camp and they'd come back, you know, as it'd go, welcome back from your holidays, guys. And then they'd be back into the real world. And he totally disregarded in a way the French national duty that these guys had. And sometimes the guys didn't get picked. So Yannick Nyanga at the time, world, world-class world number six, uh, picked for the French team. First guy on the team sheet, not even on the team sheet in Toulouse. And that's the kind of uh, dichotomy you have in France. But when when they come to World Cup time... They're actually in camp for a long time. They're off together. They're playing together. They get to know each other as players. They don't really get that time in France during the Six Nations. So that's why you see this resurgence of the French game when they're playing together because they get that time together. And you need that time. And that's the other thing to remember with Ireland. Is Ireland ha- we've, we've had experimental teams. We have teams together that haven't played that together that much. You know, you look at the last game and that team never played together before ever. Yeah. So So... You know, all these things have well, a no major effect. No one would have expected Urs to be in the centre in the World Cup at any stage, would they? Exactly. And these things have huge effects, you know. And, and I, I mentioned just there about this game where, you know, Johnny will hit and take a loop and put somebody through space. That those those natural things that used to happen with Darsky and Driscoll, it takes time to rebuild those kind of partnerships. And, and you can't force them because they're things that just come over time. And they're like almost uh, uh, mental things that players just know what the other player is going to do and that only comes with playing together in time. And and coming to this French game, 
the ben- the good thing is we got over the banana skin. We learned our lesson. Fa- there's no such thing as failure here. Failure is not learning the lesson. We will learn the lesson. We'll come out. We'll probably do a lot of work in, as Joe Schmidt calls, the mental gym this week. We won't do so much physical work because we're lacking that little bit of power, lacking that little bit of, of, of uh, speed off the line. And that sometimes is from overtraining. So there may have been a bit of overtraining, maybe a bit of lethargy from that that we won't see in the French game. And that, in a way, it's the perfect way to go into this game. Now, Jared Payne hopefully will be fit. Joe Schmidt said after the game against Italy that uh, he has 31 players to pick from and that Payne has begun training again. Rob Kearney probably could have played against Italy, but it seemed to be a case that they didn't want to risk him. He didn't train fully all week. How big a difference will those two make in combination maybe with Keane Healy starting the next day? Yeah, well, the the thing, and just to take the, the last point I made there, you you if you overdo things, you lose that little impulse, that that little spring in your step. That spring in your step wasn't there yesterday, and having the guys uh, take that little bit of extra time to get right will mean they'll have a spring in their step. Some players like to play every single game. Rob Carney's one of those type of guys, but he'll probably train a little bit more than the others this week to get that little spring in his step that he's used to. And uh, I think they'll make a huge difference. I mean, they're kind of enigmatic figures. Sometimes you feel there's some t- some certain players when they're not playing, you just things just don't feel right. And uh, Carney's one of those players in particular. Why is that? It's just you know it was like lots of teams have played in over times. It's just certain guys just feel like they're they're the major part of the jigsaw. It's like putting the corners on the jigsaw first, <laughs> yeah. and and if those guys aren't there. It just doesn't feel right for the team. And you feel, I have to do a little bit extra because A and other isn't there today. Yeah. And and Carney's one of those guys. He just kind of automatically fits in. And, he, you know, he is. He, he's 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 your, your typical mailman. He always delivers. You know, you rarely see Rob Kearney have a bad game. Yeah. Well, there is a strike going on at the moment with him. Plus, that's not a metaphor. <laughs> um, what about Jared Payne? I mean, you could argue that we'll actually be less creative with him in the centre rather than Keith Earls. But what, what, what are the positives of him coming back and starting and taking what you would have expected before the tournament, before he got injured, was his automatic starting berth? Yeah, well, the 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 thing he what he brought, I thought, was was uh, good defense. Once he got into the st- uh, the flow of things, like at the start, he didn't. There was a there was a game early. I can't remember which one it was when he started that we were a bit leaky in the centers in defense. But he shored up that defense. He did it well. He marshaled it well. We're going to need that against France because some of the games I've seen France playing, they they made a lot of inroads through that center, and particularly Michelac did a lot of damage around the centers. Uh, and I know they were against lesser teams, but still, he put them to the sword. So that will build his confidence in how to unlock teams. And they've been looking at Ireland play. They'll look at the weaknesses. They'll look at, 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 at some leaky defence, and they'll try and exploit that. Aidan, just, uh, just before we head off, I want to get your favourite. But first, oddly enough, you're a bit of a kite in, in the wind in this sense. You're standing up for Stuart Lancaster, despite England's fairly embarrassing exit. Yeah, I, I I don't think everything comes down to this. Do you know what I mean? I, I actually, I'm a believer in giving coaches a second chance, and and yeah, he he had some calls that were were dubious. All coaches do. He just unfortunately didn't make it through, and we we made it through a banana skin. He didn't, unfortunately. But I th- I believe he was building a culture, a style of play. Well- can you identify what that was? Because that seemed to be the problem against Wales, particularly in the last 15 minutes, and against Australia throughout the game. They never really seemed to know what they were. 
I, I think I think they, these were rabbit in the headlights moments. I don't I, I, like if you look back over the English, over the time of Lancaster, there were some unbelievable performances. And and you know if you think of Lancaster, you think of him arms in the air, celebrating victory more than you do as a dejected coach. And uh, you know I, I I feel hugely sorry for him. I don't I, I don't know if he'll make it through, but I think he was trying to build a culture of a certain style of play that didn't come off in the last two two couple of games. He had a couple of injuries. Tuolangi was a major part of that. Yeah. So much of his game plan was built around but, using him. But did he get big calls wrong and so wrong there is no coming back from them? Stefan Armitage, for example, might have made a difference, and maybe maybe he backed Burgess too much. Give put too much faith in him and, and, and Gordon Darcy outlined very clearly and very well why Burgess didn't work Yeah well I, like just on, on on that right there's a real I mean I've played abroad as well and th- and, and, and so, as a player going abroad you think it will help your chances you go away you get into the team you're a start, starting team one of the best in Europe and you think that will help your chances in your national team but sometimes policies are in place and a, and a lot of the things a lot of the times are that that co- teams, for example, England and even Ireland with the provinces, you need to play a certain style that the national team dictates and you need to play to that so they, they can actually benefit it from that. We don't see that so much in France, but you see it in England and Ireland. And Lancaster is 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 paid by the RFU. So he, to pick national players, players playing in the Premiership is part of that. Yeah. And and yet, sometimes you have these kind of enigmatic players like Armitage, but he has gone abroad. He has gone over, and and he didn't have that yeah. a successful a time when he did play for England. And I know he's changed a lot, but some of that change is because of the players he's around over there, and it's a very very different type of game. And he he's more of of um, he, he's a great ball carrier. I I don't know whether he he would have had the leadership skills Rob Shaw did. I know Rob Shaw made awful calls absolutely was that another wrong call because I saw an article and I can't remember who wrote it I think it might have been Gavin Mayers actually very good rugby writer I think he's with the Telegraph at this stage saying that Rob Shaw wasn't the man to lead and maybe Tom Wood was yeah absolutely like I don't I don't uh, again Lancaster like I'm like I'm saying now I'm backing Lancaster Lancaster backed Rob Shaw and sometimes you need to back a player through to see his ultimate potential and Rob Shaw, Rob Shaw failed on some of his key decisions, and yeah, everybody, the, the nation blamed him for those. And and people make mistakes. He's also made some immaculate last minute, last ditch tackles, like we saw at, at the weekend from Ireland. Um, he's done those things as well. And you have this ebb and flow, and and that happens to players as well. I think he's made, yeah, 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 absolutely some bad calls, but deserves a second chance. Yeah, well, on a human level, I'd feel very bad for Stuart Lancaster and indeed the England players because what they're going through at the moment in a sporting context, we have to remember it is only sport. It must be pretty hard. Uh, just before I let you go, we've we've obviously seen all the top teams play a couple of times at this stage. I would assume New Zealand are still your favourites. Yeah, absolutely. I think New Zealand, um, we talked about style of play during this chat. I think their style of play is just brilliant. Um they're looking to offload the ball like like them, and you look at the 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 South Pacific teams like Tonga and Samoa as well. They're just their their willingness to get their arms free and get that offload away is fantastic. And we saw glimpses of that yesterday by Italy. By the way, we saw some nice little offloads, some nice little interplay. But when that comes off, and we've seen it from Japan surprisingly for everyone in this World Cup. But that that the shortest way to score is going straight through people. 
and and that's what you, so we see some teams that try, go side to side try and build phases etc but the easiest way to score is always straight through and New Zealand Tonga Samoa teams like that are trying to do that the whole time they're exploiting that space trying to go through it and uh, do it really really well Aidan McCullen, thanks for joining us on The Rewind. Thank you. And for more on that game, Brian O'Driscoll joins the lads on Off the Ball tonight. If you're listening later in the week, you can uh, listen back to that interview on newstalk.com forward slash off the ball. The Premier League and Ireland's Euro 2016 qualifier with Germany. Now we're joined by former Chelsea and Ireland fullback Paddy Mulligan. Paddy, before we talk about Ireland, what about Brendan Rodgers? You are not at all surprised that he has been sacked. No, not, not in the least. I, I thought it was a bad appointment uh, in, in the first instance. And he's done nothing to allay those fears, unfortunately, over, over the over the three years. I think the crazy thing about it is that they, they again, the Fenway group gave him so much money during the summer to go and spend again. And then to go and sack him after seven games, which I thought was a little, a little bit weird. I thought maybe he might have lasted a little bit longer. But however, that hasn't happened. Who's going to come in? Will it be, will it be Jürgen Klopp? That's it. He seems to be the favourite at the moment. He was, he was spotted in Anfield about a month ago, uh, by all accounts. Uh, Rumour has it anyway that he was there. So it would appear that... I, I can't see the Fenway group get rid of Rodgers and not have somebody in mind. No matter, the way they did it suggests yes, that no, as well. No matter, no matter what denials they come out with, that they'll have a, a due process of, of, of appointing somebody. I think it's probably uh, done already, more or less, and, and Jürgen Klopp is the man. Seeing as he, he's cut short his sabbatical as well. And so I would have thought that he was the the out and out favourite. There aren't too many candidates out there that are that are that are free and available. So I suppose he may be the best of of um, of a re, of a reasonably uh, bad bunch, shall we say? He's done well. He did well in fairness to him in, in Dortmund, uh, with winning the, the 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 Bundesliga twice and getting to a Champions League finally, get beaten by by their arch rivals Bayern. So he's he's done very well. Uh, is he still hungry enough to, to to go and succeed? What direction are Liverpool Football Club in? Um, that has to be a, a, um, a huge area of concern for the for the supporters. Are they a buying club? Are they a selling club? Are they a second club? Just what are they? Are they are they a projects club? Are they uh, relying on the potential of young lads to come through and spending reasonably small money on them these days by ten or fifteen million? Then hoping, which it is, it's a hope that they fulfil uh, their their potential, and that doesn't happen an awful lot. And that would be my big big concern. Uh, now for the, with, with the with the Fenway Group, yeah, they're minus one hundred million when you take all of Brendan Rodgers' spending into account, or the transfer committee's spending, depending on what way you look at it. And that's another that's another huge concern that you can't have a transfers yeah. committee, a, a buying committee. You just can't have them. The manager is the man to go and buy the players. Now, if Klopp comes in and accepts that, like Brendan Rodgers accepted, it, they deserve everything that they get because they should walk. It's as simple as that. I, I, and especially these days, I mean, uh, these men don't have to worry about finances. In, in the era I played and managers when they got the sack had to, had to get work straight away whether, whether it was outside of football or no matter where it was but now they're so well financially secure and there's talk that Roger will get a 25 million uh, payoff for being, for being a, a, a failure at Liverpool Football Club getting 25 million I mean the game has gone crazy it's been crazy for a long time but it's, it's gone even crazier with that sort of money being bandied about how do we examine Klopp as a manager and looking back at his time in charge of Borussia Dortmund it was mostly positive but it didn't end particularly well, so yeah, that's, like, I mean, you can't just say, "Well, he did okay in, in the main at Dortmund, so he'll do okay at Liverpool." What should we actually look at? Not necessarily so that that because he he did well at Dortmund doesn't necessarily mean that he's he's going to be uh, um, he's going to have the wow factor at, at Liverpool. And Liverpool need somebody who's really stable and who knows exactly what he wants from his players. 
And, and another concern, Oshin, is that he's inheriting, whoever comes in, if it is Klopp, we're presuming it is Klopp, he's inheriting players that the committee, all Rogers in tandem, have, have gone and bought. Would he like those players? Now, if I don't like a lot of those players that have been bought, he, he certainly won't like them. That's, uh, that's for sure. Would he like the Lallanas of this world? Would he like the Morenos of this world? Would he like the attitude of Daniel Sturridge, who, who, who yesterday was appalling for the Everton goal? Because he lost the ball in, in the Everton half, then decided to sit down on the pitch and let Everton yeah. come away with it. And I know Moreno didn't close, uh, close the wingers. I understand that. I know Chan had a terrible uh, uh, clearance. I understand that. But the problem started with storage. And so that, that attitude of mind. Now, Stephen Gerrard in, 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 his, in, his, uh, in his book uh, states that he had to, he had to uh, um, cajole storage into playing against Man United. A professional footballer should not have to be cajoled into playing against anybody. It's a wonderful profession to be in. And, and it should be an honour to go and play. I don't care who it is, whether it's Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Burnley. Don't care who it is. Carlisle United. Don't care who it is. And if, if that's the case, well, huge attitude problem. No wonder the likes of Chelsea, Man City uh, didn't take him, take, take him uh, for too long. Just Sorry, but getting back to the, to the, no, to the just, club situation, yes. Yeah, just looking at the players. I mean, you know, there has been some signings that haven't worked out, but, but technically these are good players. Now, they probably paid over the odds for them but surely there is some talent to them and that's why they've been brought to Liverpool so can Klopp get the best out of those I mean do you think there could actually be a decent squad and that Rodgers just didn't get the best out of these players I always I always feel and, and the same will apply to Mourinho now in, in, his, in his present situation that it's very easy for a manager to go out and, 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 and buy ready-made players and slot them straight in great that's a wonderful facility to go and have but now the real task of managing when you, when you have players in there that you you feel that okay, they're not quite up up to what I want, but I'm going to have to manage these players. That's when you get that's that's when your management skills are brought into question. That you get these players playing above what they should be uh, uh, performing at yeah. and above what they're capable of. But if but you get, get them, Joe Allen doing that, he could actually be a very decent player. He, Did he, Rogers ever do that? No, I don't think so. I, I, that's that's the sad part about it because he's. But Klopp he, could. Yes, he's. He, Rogers is, was full of systems and full of bluff, as far as I was concerned. You know. This uh, this four three two one. He can switch everything around, but not to the betterment of the team. And that was the, that was the sad part about it. Yeah. But hopefully, Klopp can do these things. He's shown in the past that he can do it, even for a short time. But he needs to be able to do it. Yeah. Can he do it uh, now? And let's players, let's hope that he let's hope that he can. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful that whoever would come in. And sometimes I've thought in the past year or two that Usher and you and I could have managed Liverpool the way the way they were being managed. Yeah. Now, so that's the that 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 that's the area that the club now has got to uh, uh, buy into, and he's got to go and um, set his standards, be the one who's the boss, be the one who t- tells these players this is the way that we're going to play, this is what I see in you players, this is what I'm going to, this is the way that we're going to play, and don't be switched from one to the other to the next to the next, yeah. and have and have, see, I, I, this rotation system as well uh, bugs me for the simple reason I think it's a cop out for managers. That oh well, it's it's now time for him to get a game. It's not time for him to get a game. Have them in the reserves, and let them let them let them sweat, train hard and train well, and the, and the best team will we be put out each week. And they talk about oh, so many games they're playing. So what? So many games they're playing. They might not have too many games to play. They could be knocked out of Europe if they're not careful. Not that not that that wouldn't be a bad thing. Get knocked out of that Europa League. But I saw that I I thought that I saw the writing was on the wall. I didn't think it would come so quickly for Rogers last Thursday night when they were playing Sion. And he, he, he looked to me 
to be a dead man walking. But I, I thought, right, the result against Everton yesterday, it just might give him a stay. But it didn't. He he, he was gone. Yeah. Now, the, the the funny thing about the Fenway group is that we, we briefly alluded to last week was the fact that Boston Red Sox as well, the the, the, the baseball team they own in, in, in the States, they're having a rough time. So Fenway are having a rough time all over the place with, with Liverpool Football Club and and, uh, and with Fenway. But somebody, somebody at the top at, at Liverpool Football Club now has got to accept responsibility and get rid of this uh, committee before before Klopp comes in. Or if, if, if Klopp turns around and says, I'll, I'll, I'll deal directly with all of the players and I'll buy the players and I'll, I'll, I'll send my scouts out to look at the players and but my, I have the final say in absolutely everything. If I don't like him and he's not part of what I want, well then I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And that's what Roger should have done. If he had stood up strong from the very start, he probably wouldn't have found himself in this situation uh, at this moment in time. But I, I think that he was probably a little bit weak. It was a huge, huge job from the take, having been, with all due respects to Watford and Reading and, and Chelsea Youth, was a huge job for him to be given and, and for him to have taken it uh, on at that particular time. So perhaps he's learned the folly of his ways, but you, you, you must stand up for, for, for your rights. It's as simple as that. And that's all, that's all I'm asking any manager to go and do. And in fairness, he did get the time three years in charge. Carlo Ancelotti managed one of your former clubs, Chelsea. How would you feel about him? I mean, what did you hear about him when he was at Chelsea? No, what I, what, what, what I, would, what I would think about Carlo Ancelotti uh, would be that he's fine to go into a, to a settled squad of players. Okay. But at this stage of his, of his life, I don't think he's fine to go in and 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 uh, have to make the big decisions of having to get rid of players and then go, going and buying players to, re, to replace those and and do it all at the right price. I'm not so sure that that he's the man to go and do that. He's fine. He like he was he was great at Chelsea. But well, look at look at look at look at the top class players he had who were playing just absolutely brilliantly. Lampard was still there and Terry was playing brilliantly. Uh, Aspilicueta was was excellent. So so um it's it's and uh, uh, Didier Drogba. What was at his what was at his peak as well, so and you saw what happened to to Chelsea six or seven years back or maybe ten years back at this stage when when um, Abramovich brought in Shevchenko and, and, and Balak, you saw the mess that, that the club was in because he went now. So if Ancelotti went in, he'd kind of be a bit more of a Van Hal at United type then. Uh, yeah, he'd probably be he'd probably be a little bit he'd probably be a little bit better than than Van Hal. Judging on yesterday's performance from Man United, but that, that he ha- he kind of had to do a similar thing. He, he would have to. Money, have to I think he'd have to spend an awful lot of money. I think that's 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 the way he, 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 that Klopp he would have to go. Could probably work with the better the squad that's there. Yes, I, I believe so. Okay. No, Ancelotti is a magnificent manager. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that this job at Liverpool is, has just come that little bit too late from. This is the rewind on News Talk. You can contact us on rewind at newstalk.com. Paddy Mulligan, former at Chelsea and Ireland defender, is with us. And Paddy, I'm just looking at the Irish Independent and I want to put something to you as a former Ireland player because we're going to talk about Ireland and Germany now in the Euro 2016 qualifier at the Aviva this Thursday night. What have you, Frank Stapleton, Gary Kelly, Andy Kyo, John O'Shea, Robbie Keane, Tony Cascarino and Jerry Ryan got in common? We all played against uh, Germany or West Germany as it was. You all scored against West oh, Germany as it would have been for some of you and Germany <laughs> for others. Uh, you scored against them in 1970 yes, in a yeah. game at, in Berlin. You lost Berlin. 2-1. 2-1, yes. Do, do you remember? Or you remember it vividly. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. You can never forget that because we had to walk nearly a mile. We're playing the Olympic Stadium. We had to walk nearly a mile to get to the pitch hmm. from, from, from the dressing rooms. It was just so... So vast, it was, it was magnificent. And they had a great team. He had Beckenbauer, Muller, 
uh, set mire and gold. These, this was a team that was going on to uh, uh, Mexico for, for the World Cup in 1970 and, and they got to what did they get they got to the semi-final they got beaten 4-3 I think it was by, by the Italians who eventually got beaten 4-1 by Brazil but the Germans and oh the Germans knocked out England that year uh, 3-2 haven't been 2 nil down but Beckenbauer and, 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 and Meyer I was doing a marking job in Beckenbauer Wow and, what was and, that like? It was great because he he, um, he didn't want to get kicked and he said it to me, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, World Cup, World Cup. But that played, Did you just that, take that, that as an in. invitation to Oh, an invitation straight away, yeah. and I, I, I never let him alone then for the whole game. And then I managed to, to, to get on, on, on to the end of, 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 a, of, a, of a, a cross. Do you uh, know who put the cross in? Yeah, Mr. Dunphy. <laughs> it's about the only positive thing he ever did in an Irish jersey. <laughs> <laughs> did you grudgingly thank him for that I, I, at any stage? Of course, of yeah, course. Okay. And... and um, I got my head to it and into the back net, and I, hit the, I had hit the crossbar in the first half. Yeah, with a with a, with a shot uh, when it was nil all, mm. and and uh, but I mean we 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 played well that day. But how, how ready the Germans were! They were they were in 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 training mode as well yeah. to a great degree. Um, Did Beckenbauer, in, in by the way, let you know when you kept kicking him? Oh yeah, I kept moaning. Oh yeah, I kept. But moaning. did he actually do anything? Did he? No, nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Okay. And I'd marked him in 66 for overs against Bayern in, in Dalymount Park and it was the same thing. So he'd remember me from, from, from 66 and, and uh, I wasn't going to let him forget me, I can assure you. How could but, you uh, what those a, what long a, what, flowing locks? Yeah, what a, what a magnificent player. Who was that, Beckenbauer or me? <laughs> <laughs> both, both. Or both of us. Let, let's talk about um, the game on Thursday. We're not sure if Seamus Coleman will feature. He didn't play for Everton yesterday. Looks wasn't very, in the squad. Wasn't in the squad doubtful. against West Brom. He'll be assessed no. today, Monday. Um, how important is he? he? He's he's extremely important because he's he's, he's such a good player. Uh, but having said all of that, how much influence will a fullback have on a game? But and he does though, doesn't he? Because he gets forward. Yes, but we need we need people in midfield to be able to execute the the type of pass that Seamus Coleman would be too far back to go and execute, and that's that's going to be the big problem. Um, the German team are not as good as when they won, won the World Cup, but they're still a very formidable outfit, and and it's going to be a huge ask uh, for for Ireland to go and get get three points, or to even go and get a point. Now the history would suggest that I think in the three times that that when Germany uh, were, were world champions, that Ireland beat them in the three times that they played them while they were world champions. I remember vividly in fifty six, um, nineteen fifty six in in Delimont, Ireland with seven League of Ireland players beat them three nothing. They'd won the World Cup in fifty four. Um, in ninety four, they when they were world champions from nineteen ninety, they beat them in 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 Germany with Jack, Jack Charlton beat them two nothing. I think Gary Kelly got a got Gary a goal Kelly that with night. a deflected goal and deflected Tony goal. Cascarino Tony, well, yeah. Yeah, in Hanover, and, and that was two nothing. And there was another game that that um, Ireland I think won as well. Um, I'm not so. I'm not quite sure of the of the year. So the almonds, if you were to look at the almonds from that, they say, well, right, right, they're pretty good. But the fact is that, that Germany are the world champions. They have a, they have a wonderful squad to go and pick from, and it's going to be it's going to be very difficult for Ireland. I can I can see Ireland at the start of the competition when I saw Germany and and, and Poland the last two games. I said, no way can they get uh, six points or even four points out of it. But and, and I I still think that unfortunately I hope that they get a draw and that uh, and, and that uh, that Poland do Scotland, but. And of course, if Poland do Scotland, but then it really doesn't matter what what the score Who's is. Who's your midfield for this game? Because Whelan well, is suspended. Whelan, Whelan is gone, and all of a sudden he's become a great player. 
<laughs> according to according to some pundits, you know, he's been he's been a disaster for the past number of years when he's been playing, and 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 all of a sudden now he's he's a he's an absolutely magnificent player, but he, he he's not that good. McLean is gone, and looking at him for a Brom against Crystal Palace, it's just as well because he 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 was just absolutely hopeless. Um, it's going. It's, I, I would like to see Robbie Brady wide on the left, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to he's still going to be going to be a left back. Um, is Jeff Hendrick? Uh, is Jeff Hendrick all right? Has he got? A, has he got a slight knock? That so he Martin has a has a very big ask uh, of of his midfield on 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 on. He's probably play five. He probably start Jonathan Walters off. I, I would imagine and get him to do uh, all the work, and then you you permutate any four from from the rest of the lads. Uh, Robbie Keane, unlikely to. Start. Unlikely, very unlikely. I, I, I would think what that. Would he, you start with? I, I think Shane that. Long? I think I'd go with Shane Long, only, only for his energy levels. He's not, a, he's not a proven goal scorer. Never, never, never will be. But his energy levels are are such that he, you know, he'll, he'll drag people on. But are the German defence that naive? I don't think so. I think they'll, they'll, they'll know what, what, what he's, what he's made of. Lowe will, will, will know exactly what he's capable of. What he's not capable. Like he'll know what the Irish midfield is going to be like. You know, and can we can we be creative in midfield? That's the that's the next that's the next question. Can will he trust Wes Holland to uh, to uh, to go in and get on the ball, or will he try and play Wes Holland, or will he play Wes Holland at all? Will he try and play him off, off the likes of Shane Long? You know, I'd be inclined to to let Wes Holland go on and and get every ball from the back four. And and get him let him get on the ball and see what he's made of. I'm not a great I'm not a great fan of Wes Holland's because I think he's knocked off the ball far too easy. And and in 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 the, in one of the last games, um, he he gave the ball away at, at an alarming rate, yeah. uh, which is unusual for him. I know, but in, in this game he's got to, he's got to be strong mentally and physically, and he's got to be prepared to get on that ball all night long and create. And also, Wes doesn't play the ball forward enough for me. It's square and back and square and back. And this is a bad habit that, that midfield players are getting into. But still, he's probably the he's probably the best that we have. So I'd like to see him get more on the ball and be and, and be more influential. James McCarthy, uh, he's got to be in there at midfield. He again has got to be far more influential. Even against Liverpool yesterday, he he, he didn't he had, he had one shot at goal, but he does, doesn't have, doesn't demand the ball. Doesn't doesn't frighten people into giving him the ball. He should be screaming at yeah. defenders and, and his fellow midfielders. Yeah. Give me the ball. I'm the one who's going to uh, create. I'm the one who, who's going to put my foot on it. I'm the one who, who, who's going to say, I'm going to dictate the trend of this game. Yeah. And he doesn't do that for me at yeah. all. So he, ha- he, has to, he has to stand up okay. on, on, on Wednesday night. Would the goalkeeping situation worry you a bit? Oh, yeah, I'd go. I, would, I, I, I don't know why, why David Ford was dropped in the first instance. He was magnificent against uh, uh, Germany. Kept us in the game last September, October. And and I would I'm I'm amazed that Shay Given is back in. Okay, he's, he's nothing to do. He's he's done nothing wrong. He's got very little to do in, against Gibraltar and, and and Georgia. But I would I would be playing David Ford in in, in this particular game. And he he's he's been a smashing goalkeeper for Ireland. Forget about his club form or forget or forget about that. He may not be in the middle wall team all the time. But go on, go and play him on on Thursday night. That's 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 yeah. the that's the route that I'd be going. And and final question. You could argue that the Poland game is actually kind of the bigger one, depending on the result. On exactly, it's it's a funny one. So, mm-hmm. like, will players be? I won't say lacking concentration going into this, but will they have their mind on Poland? Is that a they word? shouldn't have? Their, they shouldn't have any mind on Poland. The game to have their mind on is Germany, and and endeavour they get a point or three points if you get really lucky on the night. But endeavour to to get a point. Make sure you're not beaten. 
That's, a, that's, that's the first thing. And that's not being negative. But defend as if your lives depended on it. Everybody defends because if, if, if subs have to be used, they'll use the subs. If you're, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, the legs have gone after 60 minutes, so the legs have gone 60 minutes. We've got people on the bench who'll come on and, 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 and run for 30 minutes. So this is, this is what has to be done. And it's, it's about pride, it's about passion, it's about wanting to do it. And remember, uh, there's a six one drubbing to be, to, to be addressed as well uh, that, we, that we got here a few years ago. So that should be, that should be enough incentive. But even even allowing for that, the incentive of of, of going to Poland on Sunday and being in a carefree a, a carefree mood, having 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 got the, the the point or the points that you require, that should be that should be the incentive. Paddy Mulligan, thanks for joining us. Pleasure indeed. Now at the weekend, the club championships in GA continued in Louth. St Pat's took the football crown, while Mohill won after a replay in Leitrim. Emmet Oak won in Longford, and Schlock Neil secured back to back titles in Derry. Surely they're ones to watch for another Ulster title and possibly an All-Ireland crown. In Kerry, Dr. Croaks overcame Munster champions Austin Stacks, so they are out. Uh, that wasn't even a, a quarter or a semi, by the way. That was a third round game. In Cork, Castlehaven overcame near neighbours O'Donovan Rossa 113-110 to in the semi-final. They'll play Nemo Rangers in the final after they overcame uh, Carberry Rangers 113 to 13 points or 111 to 13 points I beg your pardon in Dublin St Vincent's Ballyboden St Dendas Plunkett's and St Jude's all progressed Bray Emmett's by the way are hurling champions of Wicklow while Cole Dove won in Kildare and in Cork Sarsfields beat Aaron's own in the semi-final replay they'll take on Glen Rovers in the final at Porky Rin also over the weekend the Borgosh Energy Under 21 Championship Player of the Year prize was claimed by Limerick's Richie English congratulations also by the way to Wicklow's Andrew Byrne who took the B Championship Player of the Year crown. Now, the fullback English, this is, was very impressive as the Shannon Siders won the All-Ireland. At the ceremony, I asked him how it felt to be identified as the best. Uh, I'm hef- f- delighted with it now, in fairness, like, you know, looking at the no- other nominees as well, because, like, all the other players that were playing in the 3-1 Championship were unbelievable as well with all the other teams, like, that are in Munster and Leinster and Everton. So, look, it's a great honour, like, to represent the team. Did you feel it right from the start that there was something special about this Limerick group? Because we can even see with the nomination and uh, nominations and the awards tonight, so many guys stood out. Yeah, well, we're all kind of playing together up along, all underage and playing minor together the last few years. Is we've kind of kind of clicked a bit, you know. So we can all know each other and know our strengths and weaknesses. So it's great. Like we all we've great crack at training and everything. So yeah. we really enjoy it. Yeah. You really got got that kind of crack work balance right though yeah like when, when John said John would be having to crack there all the time but when he says hard work you do the hard work as well you know so paid off at the end of the year so hopefully we can do the, the same again next year and full back is a pretty tough position to play but you look really comfortable there all season yeah I kind of play with the club I play in other positions as well like so when you're playing full back you know you have to mark your man and look in, like in a modern game you're not really a traditional full back you could be out on the sideline any time so, you know, it's, it's, it's great. You know you're marking great players from all the other counties. Every day you're going to be marking super players, so you have to have a be on your game. What was the moment of the year for you? I'd say the final whistle definitely against Wexford. Anyway, just every other game you kind of had a, a, a minute to breathe, but straight away you were just... The crowd was in on top of you. You just felt it all. It was, it was brilliant at the end of the game. You know, so. You're a man in demand. I let you go. Well done. Thanks. Richie English of Limerick there at the Board Gosh Energy Under 21 All-Ireland Hurling Awards. That's it for this week. Next week we'll have 
the reaction to Ireland's game with France and hopefully good news from the World Boxing Championship. Also, we'll know if Ireland have made the playoffs or not for Euro 2016. So we'll talk about that in depth. As well as all that, there's the GAA Club Championships. Lots of big games going on across the week. If you want to contact us, you could do so on rewind at newstalk.com. Don't forget to join the lads on Off The Ball every night from 7 Monday to Friday and Saturday from 1 and Sunday from 12. I'll join you on News Talk Breakfast just before half 7 and half 8 every morning. Until next week, goodbye and good luck.